Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Donnelly. We are back to talk more bowls. We've got uh, December 28th through January 4th, so the remainder of the bowl games here to talk about. Um, the first batch of bowls has been admittedly not. We've got, great. you know, Pat. We've got the Peach Bowl. We got the Gator Bowl. We've got uh, uh, the we Cereal we, Bowl. We, we've got, we, we've got packing bowls. We we, uh, we do not, to be clear, have the Gator Bowl. We <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let me. That's actually the top bowl that we have. Yeah. <laughs> that's our number one. We spent fifty-five minutes prepping for just the Gator Bowl. We're really excited to break <laughs> that one down. Um, but we've got sort of the I think games that the general college football fan is a little bit more excited about. I don't expect that they're going to be a whole mm. lot better than the ones that we started with. The um, average sick little freak, the freaking sickos committee. Yeah, that's their favorite yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. This is, is the freaking sickos game, dude. Everybody is, uh, is. You're a real freak if you watch Oklahoma State Notre Dame. It's a. That's a. That's a. <laughs> that's one that's down in the depths. You got to really dig deep for it. If you're watching Oregon, Whoa. Oklahoma, bro, you must really love the sport uh yeah you know what and also this episode's reminded me it's like just like that one time that uh i had a freaking epic disaster at family christmas uh with my family we had to tell that story like we're another podcast <laughs> it was this game is, this game is just like that one time my drunk uncle from uh us you know at southern state here mm-hmm. uh freaking messed up the cooking at, at home mm-hmm. this is exactly like the time that i spent uh 80 hours a week campaigning for a candidate who lost by 40 points it's exactly like that when i did that um and we we uh-huh. do love to think about that uh, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna dance around too much here. We've got we've got holiday preparations. Ryan is going out to dinner with every member of the CIA. Um, That's right. And uh, before we do that, we got to preview some bowls. We're gonna jump right in here on Tuesday, December twenty eighth. So as you are hearing this tomorrow, um, Houston versus Auburn noon on ESPN in the Birmingham Bowl. Um, Houston is going to be without top cornerback Marcus Jones, but other than that, I've not seen a ton of opt-outs here. Auburn obviously is in hell with every player entering the transfer portal. Um, I think even without Marcus Jones, Houston wins this game pretty easily because Auburn can't throw the football. Auburn doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah, Auburn's not good. <laughs> yeah, like Auburn is bad and Houston is good, and I, I think that that's the biggest issue here. Honest to God, if if Nick Saban retires, right, Urban Meyer is going to be in Auburn in an hour. Like if he gets word that Nick Saban's retiring, he is showing up on Auburn's campus and telling Brian Harson to move out. He might just show up at Alabama. <laughs> it's my time now. I don't think he's that dumb. No, uh, but if you want to talk about the perfect marriage of a school that would love to have him, and, yeah, <laughs> and a guy oh, who's going to take that job, I mean, it's that's that's the perfect marriage. We do love to think about that. That would be, I mean, could you imagine? I think that? we're going to have to develop an episode in the offseason, Patrick, on what the urban zone looks like. As yeah. in, it's like the Goldilocks zone for like life on planet, right? You well, know what I mean? Like which, <laughs> like I, I think Auburn, I think it's boosters might force out the athletic director who hired Harson because he wasn't Kevin. Let's Stone. go. Um, and so like, I, I think there's an actual chance that Auburn could try to go get urban because whenever you have the boosters running the show, especially at an SEC school, uh, urban is going to be a name that they are interested in. And I think Auburn is a school he would be intrigued by, uh, especially given that I don't think the offers are going to be terribly impressive for the next couple of years because of how poorly that Jacksonville stint went. Um, so I, I think that Auburn is firmly in the urban zone. It might be atop the urban zone as we as we sit. We right need now. to develop this idea more fully. I, yeah. I think we have to spend a full episode talking about the urban zone at some point, as in which schools are 
depraved enough to hire him and that he would also accept an offer from. Yeah. And also not just depraved enough, but also desperate enough. Yeah. Like who who really is in the lurch and needs to figure out how to win some games here. Yeah. Um yeah, we're we're gonna be determining <laughs> urban density. Uh, that's that's what we're looking into. Um yeah, I, I that's that's something that we'll definitely I mean, we're gonna have to do it pretty quick because if we don't, he's just gonna beat us to it and take one of those jobs. Um so we will uh be be on the lookout for that. As for as for this game, yeah, Auburn stinks. Auburn doesn't really do anything that's particularly impressive the defense isn't awful but without Bo Nix they have no real offense um they don't know how to get the ball to Tank Bigsby which is a, a an issue I don't even know if he's playing here because I he was in the portal and out of it I don't know if he's planning on uh doing anything with that but Houston is just significantly better in all facets of the game I'd be stunned if it's not a win here even without Marcus Jones. yeah not much else to say besides that. I'm pretty much going to move on to the next game if you are. <laughs> Air Force versus Louisville, 330 ESPN in the First Responders Bowl. Uh, this is sort of, I, I said as much earlier, this is kind of an upgraded version of Army Missouri uh, in that I think Louisville is better than Missouri is, and I think Air Force isn't better than Army. I mean, Army Army won that game, but is a little bit more dynamic in this you know, late part of the season. Um, we're actually recording here as the army Missouri game is, is, uh, about mm. to kick off tonight. So I, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, we can't I'm really say, yeah, we can't say specifically, we can't say specifically what has happened in that game, but I think this is similar stylistically in so far as Louisville can't defend, defend the run even a little bit. And that's all air force does. Air force can't really stop big plays. And as we have established on this show, we like McLe- Malik Cunningham and that's sort of all he does. Um, I'm excited about this one. I think this is going to be sort of dumpy not very good like quality football but it'd still be entertaining to watch there's a lot of players that i like here yeah for sure um i think yeah malik Cunningham is like uh i am worried he's going to enter the Jaden Daniels zone by the way we're all talking about zones this whole it's it's a zone yeah, episode yeah. for us but i am worried he's going to enter the Jaden Daniels zone where he like is really fun to watch but then it just turns out he never gets better from like the kind of turnover prone like talented quarterback who just never really seems to figure shit out. Yeah. Uh, which is what happened to Jane Daniels the past couple of years. And uh, I am worried that's Malik Cunningham, but I still want to see him play in this game and looking forward to it. Um, I th- he is bigger than about half of Air Force's linemen, too. So that's always fun. <laughs> we do love that. I think the thing helping him against that, and, and obviously he would need a step forward next season to, to not fall down that path, because I think that this season was kind of a, a return to form, but not necessarily significant improvement from where he was. Uh, the thing working in his favor is that he has a, an offensive-minded coach instead of Herm Edwards. Like I, I, I trust Scott Satterfield a little bit more to protect a quarterback from aggression than I do Herm Edwards, who just it was not suited to, to handle having Jaden Daniels. I don't think that... I don't know how much I would blame Daniels for that and how much of that falls to the fact that like Herm has a shitty staff that doesn't know how to score points or really call an offense or, or right, do things for right. a Or like not not do recruiting violations or Well that's let's not, uh. <laughs> let's, not let's not cast any stones here. We all are doing recruiting violations. Let me let me be clear. It's, but it's so funny yeah. to do recruiting violations in the NIL era. That's so funny. How do you fuck happen? it up that bad? I mean you you, just, <laughs> you could do it, bro. You could just do it legally. Why are you Guy who gets arrested for weed in Oregon in twenty. You just get off on it, yeah. Like like Tosh Lupoi is just going to come back and cheat for Florida because he gets off on the field. Yeah, 
play. Like he, <laughs> that's uh, the only thing that makes him satisfied. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, if these guys weren't college football recruiters, they'd just be meth dealers. Okay. All right. That's something else to explore. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're I've been be... watching Breaking Bad. That's where this is coming from. <laughs> yeah, we're also going to be looking into the meth zone, which is all of the coaches who we can slander <laughs> publicly in this podcast. Um, that's a- right. Anything else on this one? No, I want to move on to the Mike Leach Bowl, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech, 645 ESPN. Uh, that's the name of the bowl game. That's what mm-hmm. we're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot, a lot of I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really <laughs> know what to expect from this game. I think Mississippi State's going to win. I don't think Texas Tech is very good. Yeah. Um, I do. I guess the only part I'm interested in this game in is I kind of watch Mississippi State's defense. I am a, a fan of Zach Arnett, their defensive coordinator. Yes. And too. I think he might have uh, – <laughs> kind of like a Ryan Walters or Jim Knowles-esque rise where his defenses look kind of average the first couple of years and then just steadily keep getting better. Yeah, um, I think he's really smart and knows what he's doing, and I want to see where he goes with this team next year. Yeah, I I, I kind of think that Mississippi State is going to beat the shit out of them. Like, I, obviously, Leach yeah. has the, the built-in urge to do that uh, against Texas Tech specifically. Texas Tech was not good this year. I don't really know how they got to this point is it's very strange <laughs> that they managed to make it to a bowl game it didn't seem like they were going to do that um and also you know it's it's not like the new coaching staff gets to lead in this game at least i don't i don't think they are that would be a wild thing to do um i i do like what texas tech is going to look like under mcguire i'm, I'm curious about what they're going to look like moving forward i like the recruiting class that he just pulled in but i don't think that that's going to make a huge difference for for this game and for this team given that they can't really throw the ball they don't run a whole lot better and their defense is bad which is sort of a, a bad uh three thing combination <laughs> to have you're you're kind of without it's a hard thing. to say yeah. uh so i I would, right. I would expect that mississippi state rolls pretty comfortably here especially because a lot of mississippi state's best players are young guys who are coming back and so you don't have to worry about like oh the 10 best players are all opting out like i would i would assume that mm. the vast majority of mississippi state's lineup is playing in this game and has a pretty good reason to be to be fired up and to, to try and make a statement of sorts and texas tech just doesn't really have that same that same motivation i don't i don't see or that same talent i think these are two kind of very different uh teams in terms of where they are as programs ucla and right. c state eight, oh hang on really quick oh, the one yeah, thing i sure. do want to shout out here too if if you are one of the rare uh little freaks listen to our podcast because you're an nfl fan and just like to hear us talk about players yeah uh check out uh charles cross mississippi state i think he's still playing in this game right uh he is one of the two or three best tackles in all of college football, uh, and will be drafted in the top fifteen. So if he's playing, and I don't know if he is, I can't, I can't possibly confirm that. Is, I do not have Google. He is, he is not playing. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, they'll probably still talk about him anyway. So listen yeah. to the broadcast for that. Yeah, classic. Um, I'm trying to think of who another guy you could watch is if you're an NFL guy. Um, Will Rogers is good. Uh, I don't know if Will Rogers is, is NFL good, but he is good. I like Makai Polk as well at wide receiver. Um, yeah. Again, not maybe not as an NFL guy, but he is fun to watch. Don't they have? They usually have a good defensive lineman or two there. There's usually yeah, somebody. Yeah. There's generally a, a defensive lineman or so. It's impossible to say who they are, but they they do usually have. One. Right. Um, <laughs> well, there is something to the fact that Mississippi seems to be the only state that still has like real sleepers in the modern era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like sure. just no one seems to really cover Mississippi. <laughs> um, and I think that probably would have to get into a larger conversation about sociocultural and economic reasons. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
there's always good ass NFL players come out of Mississippi who just no one knows about. And everybody knows you can't have a, a you know a conversation about Mississippi as a state without saying that the real racists live in Boston. Uh, and so we are mm, excited to right. do that on our next episode. Uh, yeah, it's freaking freaking crabs in a bucket, dude. Yeah, I, I'm fucking the top reporter in the city, and <laughs> I love wearing my hair slick back <laughs> get his ass i don't know if he does that get his ass though nonetheless uh ucla versus nc state 8 i'm doing the rock eyebrow on my uh <laughs> my tv mm-hmm. I'm so kidding. i don't know why i feel like a takers today i'm actually in a good mood i'm entirely I'm, I'm entirely oiled up i look exactly like the rock i don't really know anything about the guy i'm assuming he does that i, I don't I, it seems about right to me Um, (laughs) I'm actually I'm just posting emojis on Twitter to let you Mm -hmm. know stuff but I'm actually reporting it despite the fact that I am a reporter who has a job to do I am an unknowable horror that you cannot perceive with your own eyes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I am a I'm a a Baptist too okay all right listen we don't need to repeat ourselves here UCLA NC State 8 p.m. on Fox in the Holiday Bowl Uh, very funny that they don't play this one on a holiday not sure when that started feels like they used to do that um Nonetheless, this rocks. This is very good. I'm 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 intrigued by this one uh, quite a bit. I, I think we've made our our views clear on NC State that we hate them, but also we like them and we want them to do well, even though we hate them. And UCLA's rushing attack, despite what the the mainstream media wants to tell you, is good. And Chip Kelly is still good at designing a running game. Um, yeah, and it seems like they're gonna keep like most of their primary guys, right? Like yeah. everyone's yeah, kind of sticking would, around. I, I think would assume. Looks like Justin Fry, their OL coach and OC, is gonna stay there. Yeah, uh, and, he's good. And they add obviously this this doesn't really matter for this year, but they added Dylan Gabriel, which I feel like nobody talked about. He's good. <laughs> he's he's really, really good. good. Yeah, I mean, the but, I mean most of the buzz like on these transfers, I think people are looking at. Uh, the Bo Nix transfer and the Keaton Slovis transfer. Of course, Spencer Rattler too, but mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel might be better than all of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think there's a real chance that he's better and is going to a better offense. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out here, I wish my uh, Chip Kelly disciple offense had an offensive coordinator uh, who was supposed to be good at designing the run game and actually did that mm-hmm. uh, and was good at it. Yeah, it's something to consider. Um, but I, mm. I think this is good. I think that this is all around entertaining football should be very high scoring yeah. um, by the way if you're an nfl draft guy nc state another school that has a top two or three offensive tackle who's probably not going to play in that mm. game so again <laughs> listen to that broadcast yeah yeah be sure to tune in you'll get a nice graphic about him um <laughs> but uh i i think that this is going to be entertaining offensive football and, and on a uh you know on a night kick a tuesday night kick especially that's really all i could ask for um so i'm, I'm... waiting all week for tuesday night is that another one from that show that people like or is that what are we uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> are we all trying to find the guy who did this or what are we doing i don't, I don't understand yeah that's right that's right no yeah. that was the uh uh i believe that one uh comes from it's the it's the round rock anthem of basketball fame mm, okay um i uh do you have anything on this one as a as a football game no i'm good i said all i have to say all right west virginia minnesota 10 15 p.m <laughs> espn and the redacted bowl uh, this sucks. I hate this shit. Yeah, this this is <laughs> as a uh, as a pairing with UCLA NC State. Just finish that game and then turn your TV off and go to bed. This is fucking terrible. This is miserable. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm rooting for West Virginia, I guess, just yeah. because. Uh, uh, you know, one of my reasons why is I met some nice. I, when I went to the Ohio State uh, Penn State game earlier this year, met some nice fellas who were in town uh, from West Virginia. For they they live in Morgantown. Uh, they were there for their corporate softball tournament. Let's go. Uh, and after the after afterwards, decided to sneak out and get some beers and uh, 
and go to the horseshoe to catch the game because they want to go to more college stadiums. Mm. Uh, and then they uh, hung out with our friends and got drunk with us the rest of the night. So shout out to those guys. Uh, I am rooting to, for them in this game. I hope they have a great time watching. Uh, also, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, good, good coach, Joe Rossi. Yeah, uh, Minnesota's good defense. coach. Pitts, good. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, the Inzer, shout out to him. Mm. Yeah, I, That's I, all I've got. I don't know. Minnesota mostly sucks and is annoying, but I do like him. Well, and I, I think that we, as we were talking about earlier, we are the. This is the official, you know, the podcast. There are some college football podcasts that have centered their ideology around being from the South. Ours is that we are the Appalachian podcast, even though neither neither, right. neither of us are from that area. Um, uh, I am. You I are am, not. I am not counting Pittsburgh. As, <laughs> as that Pittsburgh area. is the capital of Appalachia. I'm not going to do this with you. You cannot try to uh, steal my Appalachian identity away from me. I'm not mm-hmm. dealing with it. But uh, that is the official identity of this here podcast. And so I think that uh, I think we have to support West Virginia and all of the the teams from that area, except for and, and also everyone from their states. Uh, if you are yeah. from West Virginia or Tennessee or Kentucky, mm-hmm. for example, um, you know, we uncritically support you. That's that's our, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just holding up a big sign in Congress that says go Appalachia. Yes. Uh, I'm high fiving with, yeah. with Mitch McConnell and Joe Manchin. We just want to see you. everybody get along except for Ohio. Right. Fuck Ohio. Hire a real coach. Well, that, that's not true. We, we do like Jackson County and Vinton County, Athens County. No, I'm talking about the university. Get get Athens County out of here until they hire a real football coach. That's no, that's true. We Talk have to get a team guys. out of here. But the, yeah. the area, we support the, the area. area By the way, did you yeah. see did you see Joe Burrow's interview today? I did not. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm dating when we're recording this. My bad. But uh, Joe Burrow gave a quote to Cincinnati Media where he was like uh, <laughs> asking why the teams avoided as many COVID outbreaks and said, "Yeah, I mean, it's nice. There's really not much to do here in Cincinnati." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that... which I was laughing at, but then I guess if you're a kid who grows up in Athens, Ohio, and then goes to Baton Rouge mm-hmm. for college, uh, that's true. He's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Just to, it's really fun that he says that. Cause I compare that with this past weekend, I drove out to Cincinnati to go to a dead mall. And that's actually the most popular thing you can do there is walk around the husk of a mall that has nothing in it. Um, that's, that's a weird way to spend your weekend. dude. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was fun. I liked it. Um, they have a little arcade. It's the only thing going on in there. They've got an arcade and a gym and then every other store is closed. Uh, I thought it was great. I had a, I had a good time. Um, hmm. But uh, that is that's the most popular thing that you can do in Cincinnati. Everybody's beating down the right. doors. I got to get into the dead mall. I've got to I got to see this weird do- dead mall that has. <laughs> well, if in you're it. not doing that, you're just going to one of their like forty thousand breweries that all seem to have more babies than adults at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just you're con- you're trying to drink a beer while listening to the wailing of children for hours at a time. Yeah, and everyone in Cincinnati loves to do that. Mm-hmm. That is their favorite thing to do. That I don't know enough about Cincinnati to continue this riff, but if you have any other ones, feel free. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just all busy gentrifying freaking neighborhoods. That's what they love to do. Mm-hmm. I love talking about urban development. That's my. That's, that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaking hell world, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm that. I'm that guy on Twitter who's problem Cincinnati is that they don't have enough bike lanes. I'm that one guy who's always tweeting about that. Yeah. Oh, we love that guy. <laughs> The classic guy that we all know and love. That's a guy we do know about that we have talked about in a certain group chat we're in. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> all right. Wednesday, uh, December 29th. <laughs> anyway, don't watch West Virginia, Minnesota. Uh, Wednesday, December 29th, SMU, Virginia, 11 a.m. ESPN, Fenway Bowl, banger. 
this is a this is a certified hood classic right here. Uh, I believe Brendan Armstrong is playing. I believe Tanner Mordecai is playing. SMU has rid itself of the the. Brendan Armstrong, by the way, that's, that's another Appalachian king right there. That's right. Uh, SMU has rid itself of the scourge that is uh, Sonny Dykes and has Jim Levitt running the show for this one. Uh, there's not going to be a lick of defense in this game. This is sort of similar to the UCLA NC State game in that it's all offense. This one is the passing version of that game. I this is a great morning game. This is such a good like noon at work game. I'm I'm thrilled mm-hmm. that they've that they have slated this in the time that they have. I'll tell you this: if you are working at noon on Wednesday, December 29th, in between Christmas and New Year's Eve, uh, you need to arrest your boss. Yeah, you I, need to f- find your boss and lock him up. Does this count as working? So I'm going to be in Pasadena. Does that does that count? Do we consider that working? You does don't that- have a real job. None of you people have a real. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking journalist types don't have real jobs. <laughs> You're just hanging out in a hotel that your boss yeah, pays for. I get to send. No, I'm telling people who have to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, who, the, the the listeners of this show who are spending their days in the steel mills—that's uh, <laughs> the, the the real America who listens to the uh, flipping the field podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I think that this is—I think this is a really interesting matchup because I really do think it's just going to be whoever has the ball last. I don't think there's going to be a single stop in this game because both of these defenses are just awful, and both of the offenses are really good. Um, and I, I think there is a decent chance, legitimately, I, this, it sounds like a joke, but I'm not kidding, that SMU gets significantly better with a head coach that it doesn't hate. Like, I, I, I think that the players right. really well, I, did not like Sonny Dykes at the end of that, that this season. I do think, like, we've seen SMU do do like do basically do this thing better than Virginia does. They both play the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're not any different from each other. And SMU's executed better most of the season. But Virginia is also, I think, finally going to be healthy for this game as it looks a week out now, which is something to watch. But I mean, it, I don't know. I, I'm right with SMU. We've worked with them all season. Yeah. Uh, you know, except you know for I'm when we didn't. With. But you know, um, except for when we did it. Except for those times we motherfucked uh, Sunny Dykes and Roof Cincinnati to beat them twice. Yeah. Uh, well, we thought it'd be twice. It was only once. Yeah. Besides those times, we were working for them. Yeah. Outside of the times that we were we were hating severely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty impressive, well, honestly, still, that they managed still to go. It's still fucked TCU from us. Yes, right. It's still fucked TCU. It's pretty impressive, honestly, that they managed to go four and four in conference play, given the way that everything started in a dog shit <laughs> version of the AAC. Really, can, really powerful. Can we stuff, agree though right? that SMU is our favorite school in Texas? Like, just as a brand. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think SMU and UTSA both have to be up there. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no, I have no qualms with that. I, I like UTEP as a, just as a concept, but I, mm. I'm out good. on UTEP. Yeah. Uh, big, big FBI office in El Paso. I don't support that kind of thing. Mm, okay, your, your uh, resume says different. Uh, anything else on this one? <laughs> uh, no. Let's move on to another Appalachian classic. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, beating those. Eastern elites, those coastal elites from yes, Maryland. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what a dog shit school. I don't like Maryland, man. I really don't like them. I don't like anything about them. They really annoy me. I've been to their campus. And I think that sucks too. Um, Maryland is like a school where uh, that kid you kind of hate you went to high school with, his like annoying older sister went there mm-hmm. uh, and she sucks too. Very specific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. Trouble everyone that goes to Maryland specific. is someone's annoying older sister. <laughs> okay (laughs) and i'm actually not talking about a specific guy here Uh i think it sounds otherwise but Mm -hmm. it's just a vibe i get from the school um maryland is where that uh that mean babysitter who never let you get into the candy goes (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know, man. Something about Maryland. I just dislike it. I really do. I mean, it's Mike Loxley is the big part yeah, of it. But I, I do just not. Just an annoying school. <laughs> I do not respect Mike Loxley as a man, and I think that that determines a lot of how I feel about Maryland. Um, it's funny because uh, Mike Loxley and Thomas Hammock like, could be brothers if you sit them next to each other. Okay. He's very two similar-looking guys. <laughs> and, and we are like completely pro-Thomas Hammock, completely anti-Mike Loxley. And of course, uh-huh. we all know that you and I both pick which coaches we like by what they look like. Yeah, exactly. And if yeah, a guy we... has style or not is what yeah. we pick on. Yeah, that's why we love every Italian coach. <laughs> is because of how they right. look. You have to have panache to be flipping the field that's, favorite. That's right. Yeah, and that's why... That's Jeff why Ohio's ha- heavyweight champ, Luke Fickle, is our favorite coach. That's And that's why we don't like Jeff Halfley. He's got no drip. He's got no swag. Right. He looks like shit. He looks. He just looks bad. Um, unfortunately, yeah. with all that said, Maryland is going to win this game because Virginia Tech is big-time stinky and has nothing good going on there. Uh, and right. Maryland- really quick, just one more thing on Jeff Halfley. Jeff yeah. Halfley is the guy who... Uh, uh, is in a fraternity in college and usually wears like athleisure 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. uh, but will post an Instagram once every two and a half years. And it's just always the caption. Well, I guess we clean up nice with his like girlfriend. He's been <laughs> dating for 17 years. <laughs> uh, <do you laughs> Jeff Hapley's that guy. Do you remember the, uh, the, the, je- the tweet from a couple years ago about uh, Beto O'Rourke making that woman's calves cramp? <laughs> Um, that yes. we're doing that tweet with, uh, I don't fucking, I don't even remember who the candidates were that, that were bad. Uh, but we're doing that tweet with Jeff Halfley and Mike Loxley as the bad ones. And then Tomic, Thomas Hammock as the guy who will make your, uh, your programs catch cramp or whatever. I don't know. Figure, figure it out on your own. Finish, okay. finish the joke on your own time. It's not my problem. All right. Well, I, I think we've covered everyone. That's, that's our preview of uh, Virginia Tech. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland, <laughs> on to the next thing. Maryland has one good thing and Virginia Tech has none. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say shout out to Brent Pry, who's a king that follows this podcast for some reason. Mm-hmm. Very funny for him to do that. Yes, and sir. We'll try to get him on this offseason. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sure that'll work. Uh, we got Clemson versus Iowa State at uh, 545 on ESPN. And yet another redacted. What's crazy, they're playing one every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is a spiritually well, very, very, very bad game for us. This is a <laughs> the, this, the, the feelings around this game are not positive. The shock was here. And like no one who's interesting is playing, right? Like yeah. every player is safe out from this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess, so, except it's very funny coming into the season that you would say Clemson and Iowa State are playing in the postseason. Brees Hall is not playing. DJ Uyunglele is. <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> what happened in this game? What happened to this? Well, DC? I guess DJ's not draft eligible, right? So it makes sense. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, no one on Clemson is sitting out because none of them are good enough to go to the draft. That's, there, <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, the, the ones who might be are injured, right? Yeah. Like Miles Murphy's just injured. Sure. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean Clemson. It's kind of it's kind of the Virginia Tech Maryland situation. Clemson does one thing well. Iowa State does nothing well. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State can't score. They're not. I mean, it's going to be a thirteen nothing Clemson win. Yeah. Clemson is just going to choke uh, them out. Like I, I don't. I don't think Iowa State really has any sort of. Any sort I don't of think answer. they'll score. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they scored seventeen points against like the the best version of Iowa that we saw. Um, twenty one against Oklahoma is not not particularly impressive. Um, like I just these guys don't these guys don't move the ball in a in a way that is you know <laughs> going to lead to points. Like Brock Purdy does not do that. He's not like that. And they don't have the one. Yeah, guy and on that is something you score. do want to do generally. Yeah, you do want to be <laughs> something I would advise you to do. Um, I just, if you don't have Brees Hall, who already isn't that good, like he's fine. He's a fine running back. He's not 
changing the game in a severe way, but he's the only guy who could get into the end zone for this team, and now they don't have him. And Clemson's really good on defense, legitimately very good on defense. And I just, I don't know. I think that this looks a lot like the South Carolina <laughs> game where Iowa State just gets kind of jumped out. I am sad that we're not going to be able to see the uh, PFF college football tweet. Like, this dude is different about Brees Hall where it's like 12 carries, 43 yards, but he had a perfect uh, pass blocking grade or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really sucks we're not going to be able to see that one. We need to get the uh, we need to get whoever does the PFF college football tweets on the podcast so that we can hold him accountable for his crimes. <laughs> I think I uh I think I tweeted something roasted them in the past week. I don't remember what it was. I'm I've been on a on a little bit of a roll on Twitter lately, just being mean to uh brand accounts. So I don't mm-hmm. remember what I said specifically, but yeah. it wasn't anything very nice. In twenty twenty two we're gonna start being mean to the people who run the brand accounts. That's the promise. That's the flipping the field <laughs> guarantee is that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna track their personal accounts down and we're gonna harass them on there instead. Um, we're gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna pick one of our fans, like one of our our guys. We're always sharing our episode and be nice to us mm-hmm. every month in 2022, and just be really fucking mean to him <laughs> for no reason. Ben Gorn, bro, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're putting Cavs Buckeyes on the fucking pit, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna see if they'll handle it for a month. And hang around his fans. We're testing. We're, we're we're testing each of our twelve apostles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going through our our podcast coaching staff and we're calling them losers and asking for their resumes. <laughs> what have you ever fucking won anything, huh? What have you ever hit two hundred fifty listeners? <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, Oregon, Oklahoma, nine fifteen, ESPN in the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> Is and this is another one where I don't think anybody's playing in this game. I don't think either of the no teams one cares are, about this yeah, game. Totally think, soulless football game. I don't think either of the teams are, are showing up here. I don't even know who's coaching Oregon. Who's coaching Oregon in this game? It, it'll be interesting to see who coaches Oregon in this football game because I have no idea. Yeah, I guess maybe Nick Benito plays. I don't know. I mean, like, besides that, uh. I can't imagine anyone else who actually is interesting to watch playing in this game, right? Like Oklahoma's receivers are all transferring. Uh, I guess Caleb Williams will play, but I don't want to watch him anymore. Um, Can we? <laughs> I don't know. This this game sucks. Yeah, this game sucks. Rather than talking about this game, what is Caleb Williams doing here? What is the what is the thinking behind what Caleb Williams is doing, brother? What are you doing here? Why are you? Why have you not? <laughs> why have you not answered the por- Why have you not entered the portal? What are we? What are we getting at here, Caleb? I think Lincoln Riley wants to extend his like new cycle as a villain as long as possible. Uh, uh, and that's what it is. He's He wants to see if he just keeps adding like one bad news story for the Sooners each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if an Oklahoma legislature will like threaten to shoot him or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to run up the score on the Oklahoma state legislature and their, uh, and its members, uh, social media accounts. Yeah. He's going to have Caleb Williams tweet hashtag stay tuned. Like, one minute after this game ends and then he's not going to say anything for a week and then after that he's going to be like announcement coming soon <laughs> just keep doing that for the entire offseason and then he's like july he's like been loving my time out at usc like, wait a second hold on oh man yeah um i don't know like i mean they're fine the way right whether it's jackson dart or caleb williams starting there's mm-hmm. that much difference there i don't i don't think caleb williams is that much better than jackson dart i don't know that he's any uh, better he's a better runner certainly i don't think it really matters who's the quarterback in, in lincoln riley's offense uh it, it will right. it will produce yards and points um i but, mean caleb williams is just jalen hurts right 
Like okay. he's probably yeah. a less efficient Jalen Hurts. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is a that is a <laughs> brutal form of guy to be. <laughs> it's like Jalen Hurts if he was worse. Good God. <laughs> I mean, I mean Jalen Hurts is a damn good runner. Uh, <laughs> this guy is like Mad No Six Aaron Brooks. This is a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, shit. I, I guess I, I could have called him poor man's JT Barrett, but that seems mean. At least Ooh. he can dump the ball a little bit further downfield. JT Barrett wasn't fast either. Caleb Williams is fast. I, I don't. J- Caleb Williams is fast, but uh, JT Barrett's arguably the more effective runner, like over the course of a game. Yeah, I, I got JT Barrett. Also, did... J, JT Barrett didn't take 19 sacks a game either. Fumbled yeah. the ball back 30 yards once a quarter. Unlike Caleb Williams or <laughs> Jalen Hurts, JT Barrett didn't care if he lived or died, and that was his greatest strength. <laughs> <laughs> JT, like, the team just observed JT Barrett reading Nietzsche before every game. So. <laughs> JT Barrett had had become one with the universe, and he had accepted his fate before every game, and that was his his strong suit as a quarterback. <laughs> The team was expecting JT to give like a big pump up game, like pump up and you know speech before the game, and he was just reading them stoic philosophy. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh man, that is. I mean, that's the that's the Urban Meyer way. That's why Jacksonville failed. Is that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have that mindset? He's not willing to literally die on the football field. And that's why Cardell couldn't keep the job, right? Yeah. Cardell wanted to quote half fun and you know quote throw the football and urban said that was totally unacceptable yeah it's cowardly not to uh not not to to offer yourself as a sacrifice to every defense that you play against <laughs> 25 times a game urban meyer is payment uh he is uh he is, he is one of the great demons <laughs> he's one of the great demons of hell and he expects a young quarterback to offer his body as a sacrifice to host for four years at a time to run 712 carries in the middle of the offensive line and if you don't do it you're a bad guy and you, you, you don't really care about team football what the fuck do you mean i can't rip your heart out what are you talking about <laughs> let me rip your heart out dipshit <laughs> When have you ever ripped someone's fucking heart out, dude? Huh? You don't know how to open a rib cage. What the fuck are you talking about? When's the last time you poured your human sacrifice, moron? Make your fucking kicks. What is the uh, what is the the, the 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 ritual club that the the all the rich guys go to? Uh, the 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 uh, it's like a lodge or something. I can't remember the name. What's it called? Uh, there's a few of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you thinking of the one? Shit, I, I'm supposed to know. This is kind of my area of expertise. <laughs> this is why I have um, you on the show. The one is the something, something garden, right? It's like the. Uh, I don't think that was the one I was thinking. Anyway, if you know any of the, uh, the you're ritual... thinking of the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never seen Twin Peaks, so I don't think I'm thinking of that. But I could be. Um, no, it's it's Bohemian the, Grove. It's Bohemian Grove. That's right. Yeah, if, if Urban Meyer sorting through his staff and trying to figure out why none of them have ever been to Bohemian <laughs> Grove. The fuck! I hired a bunch of losers. Uh, yeah, Urban Meyer doing some scouting on Little St. James. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer. It's a requirement for every one of Urban Meyer's assistant hires that you worked at the Limited for at least two years. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, December thirtieth, North Carolina, South Carolina, eleven thirty. Have we, by the way, have we talked about any of like the actual football of these games besides the Dude, first Houston Harvard game? And some... they're fucking bowl games. There's no football being played here. There's not. A I know. Football I'm, game I'm not happening. complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, no, no. This. Oh isn't... shit. Uh, I have to redact this. Uh, this title really quick. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um. I. Yeah. We almost made a, a huge mistake here. Anyway, North Carolina, South Carolina, eleven thirty ESPN in the Condiment Bowl. Um, 
this uh, I don't think this is going to go well for South Carolina here. I, I like I think South Carolina is going to go worse for the viewer. <laughs> yes, because South Carolina's kind of interesting quarterback is transferring after it was announced that Spencer Rattler's going to come in. So it seems like South Carolina is kind of openly punting on this one. How was South Carolina had a quarterback transfer in or out for like 10 straight years? I don't know. It's a it's an interesting approach, certainly. I'm excited to see another coach pick up the mantle <laughs> and continue this this tradition. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Sam Howell's not playing, right? So I don't really care. I mean, like oh, this game he? sucks. I don't, know uh, if he's, I don't know if he's playing or not. I'm excited for the Browns. He's not playing. Uh, he's not playing. He is. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's playing. Uh, no, he is playing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he is playing. Cool. I mean, he has another eight days from now to announce he's not. So yeah, he uh, he has a quote on it specifically. Let's see. He says hmm. wasn't really a decision to be made. Okay, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, because he looked around and realized Kenny Pickett passed him up for draft stock and yeah, had to yeah. had to move up. <laughs> yeah, he, he realized that the Baker Mayfield stock is rapidly plum- plummeting, and so nobody wants him. Um, no, well, we could just yeah. He's like, oh man, I would love to go to the NFL and be the same guy as Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, which is exactly what he is. Yeah, who is also going to be available? So why not just get him for you know not a draft pick? Um, right as for an actual- every acc quarterback is the same guy i mean kenny pickett's the best version of it but they're all like six one and like uh you know just not really any physically impressive traits mm-hmm. uh but just all seem to throw the football for four thousand yards every year yeah it's- uh, like sam hartman sam howell uh kenny pickett now we have keaton slovis in the acc uh brennan armstrong these are all the same dude it's so funny that clemson managed to get like one of the worst quarterbacks in the conference this year it, it has the easily the <laughs> highest rated guy and he's just dog shit compared to all of these well other, these good news for the clemson freaks. fans uh he won't be there next year mm-hmm. <laughs> he might not be anywhere he might just he might just go home <laughs> i i have heard he might be uh might be leaving clemson i don't know if there's any truth to it or not but yeah. i have been hearing that uh Uyunglele is going to transfer yeah, I don't. I don't know where he. I don't know where he plans to. Uh, I don't know where he plans to take his USC. <laughs> USC. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. He's. I. I can fix him. I can. I can turn him around, and he probably could if we're being honest. Um, yeah. As, as for the the football here, I mean, who cares? Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. North Carolina is probably going to win. Neither team has its quarterback. Who gives a shit? These these things suck. These are not good. Yep. On to the next one. Uh, we've got Tennessee versus Purdue, three o'clock. ESPN and the Music City Bowl. Uh, maybe the one bowl game that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Purdue is without its two players, and that's sort of an issue because it has two of them. Oh, and you don't that's really, a good point. Yeah. It's kind of hard to go well, beyond the two. I mean, I guess you're a big... It's the Milton Wright game. Milton yeah. Wright's going off. Ooh, we, do li- <laughs> we do like Milton Wright. We, we, uh, I, I, I think Milton Wright could be... Uh, successful here. I think Tennessee's going to win pretty No, I'm not joking. I like him yeah, as a player. I, 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 like, cool. I like Milton Wright. I, I don't really like Aiden O'Connell, but I, I don't think it really matters a whole lot in that offense. Um, I, I think Milton Wright could have like a, a poor man's Rashad Bateman final year at, at Purdue. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good next year. Um, he was good this year. I mean, he just didn't didn't get quite the same attention as like David Bell did. But um, Tennessee is probably going to win pretty comfortably here because Tennessee has its good players and Purdue doesn't. And that's sort of a thing that you can use as a, de- a determination in a lot of these bowl games is Purdue doesn't have any of its players and Tennessee does. And yeah. that's, a, that's a good place to start. Well, shout out to uh, that huge bowl win for Tennessee and Josh Heupel, Patrick's favorite coach. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to Pitt versus Michigan state in the peach bowl, seven o'clock ESPN. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of a game where none of the guys are playing, uh, I think Pitt has more of its guys than Michigan State does. Michigan State has one guy and he's not playing. Yeah. 
Now you could say Kenny Pickett is Pitt's one guy, but mm-hmm. I think Jordan Addis is still going to play, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because he's not draft eligible. Um, the backup quarterback at Pitt is a friend of the show, isn't he? Uh, kind of. Okay. All right. Uh, he's a friend of the show in the sense that uh, two of his siblings still follow me. Okay. Uh, I, I don't that. know if he does or not. <laughs> and also, he's not going to start anymore because Kenny Pickett, because uh, Keaton Slovis is coming to Pitt. But yeah, but no, but Keaton Slovis is not going to pe- play in this game. That's what I was saying. Is that the the oh oh oh, oh the guy who's going to play? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's Davis Beville or uh or the Patty kid who's going to play. I'm not sure which one's actually starting. Well, let's, but let's hope for the sake of the brand of this show that it's the guy who we can claim fully as a as a not just as a friend <laughs> of the show, as a member of the show, a founding member. That's right. That's yeah. right. And uh, I don't know. Cool thing that happened. Pitt's entire offensive line announced together that they're coming back for next year. So that that's is fun. cool. Yeah. I don't know how much I would attribute this season to the Pitt offensive line. But I do think that good <laughs> good for Pitt to get those guys back, I guess. Um, they, yeah. I mean, better to have all five than not have all five. Has Pitt announced a new, I don't know off the top of my head, a new offensive coordinator yet? Because if it has. No, which is it's... why it's very weird that they got Keaton Slovis without yes. hiring an OC. It, I, I almost. I, I worry that they're because they're taking this long, they're not going to just promote Brendan Marion, which is what they should do. Uh, they should just make mm-hmm. him the offense coordinator because mm-hmm. this is his offense. He was already running it. Uh, just make it official. Um, but I, I don't. I, I fear that they're going to go get like something. You know, they're going to go do something dumb and not hire Brendan Marion, which would be uh, disastrous, I think, for Pat Narduzzi because he's got the guy on staff. He has the guy. He does not need to move any further than the guy. Um, I wonder if uh, is Graham Harrell doing anything? Because if Graham Harrell's not doing anything, I wonder if that's the pick. I think the thought is Graham Harrell's going to go get like a an NFL job. Is what I'm what I'm led to believe. That would make sense, which is interesting. Um, I don't know. It'd be funny if they hired like Tim Beck. Tim Beck just came to to Pitt. I think that'd be amusing to me. <laughs> um, I don't know Pitt. Like Mark Whipple's like an asshole who sucked for the first few years and then just like figured it out this year. And I mean, he probably isn't very good. He just had Kenny Pickett at the peak of, peak of his powers. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I don't know. Like Mark Ripple's the same guy we were making fun of for years because he made Kenny Pickett run in all the plays from the sideline because yeah. he wouldn't do signals. Yeah. So I don't think it takes a genius here. Like you're going to have Keaton Slovis, all five offensive line starters, and the Blitnikoff winner, and a pretty deep stable running back. So I think you can figure it out how to score some points. And if you can't, I mean, what are you, Tim Beck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim Beck, who we have, I believe, turned on again. We liked him coming into the season. Now we hate Tim Beck again. <laughs> Well, yeah, it wasn't good enough, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happened. Listen, it happens to the best of us. Um, but Jordan Addison goes for 230 yards and Pitt wins. That's my opinion. Agree. Because, I mean, Pitt, Michigan State Pitt has no more. other players. Michigan State has had the one guy and he's not playing. And they, it wasn't like they right. had a good offensive line that was supporting Kenneth Walker. Just they've got nothing. There's nothing else here. The defense sucks. Also, the quarterback sucks. They have no, no receivers. Pitt, Pitt has some juice around the program right now. They're talking yeah, some shit. A little bit. It'd be nice if Pat Narduzzi could recruit even a little bit to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fucking bomb. Yeah. All right. Wisconsin, Arizona State, 1030 ESPN in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, This uh, No interest in the actual game here, Patrick. Let's talk about this for the coaching. Okay, sure. (laughs) Um, Have you heard the rumors that Wisconsin essentially pushing out Joe Rudolph? I have not. I I saw that he was getting interest for a job. I don't remember which job it was. It's Virginia Tech. Yeah, he might make a lateral move away from his alma mater to Virginia Tech. 
hmm. uh, the joint Brent Pry staff because it seems like Paul Chris doesn't want him around, which is, I mean, it wasn't a great year for the Wisconsin O-line, but that's crazy. Yeah, that is, I mean, I feel like he would be a pretty hot commodity. I'm honestly kind of surprised that Virginia Tech is the only one involved right now. I'd be actually surprised if that's true. I, there might be other teams operating behind uh, mm-hmm. behind closed doors right now, but yeah, it looks I, like the candidate list is, uh, I'm reading this correctly, it's every Power 5 team except Ohio State is going after him. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State has decided that it wants to run it back again and just it's, uh, <laughs> do one more. I, I have some I have some stuff to say about this program, and if and when we get to that game a little yes. bit, so yeah, just I'll, I'll, I'll wait for that. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, who cares? Wisconsin will probably win this game, right? They seem to have like their players aren't going to the NFL. Wisconsin so. is the only program in college football that cares about bowl games, and so yeah, they they will win here. <laughs> Shout out to Wisconsin. Okay, uh, New Year's Eve. It's a Friday night. Friday night, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna do the song for you, but you know what I'm you know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Wake Forest versus Blank in the Gator Bowl, uh, eleven o'clock ESPN. Texas A&M has stepped out of this game due to yeah. COVID. Um, so we have it Wake looks Forest like versus to replace question them. mark right now. Yes. So it's either going to be uh, Illinois, which Shad Khan is pushing. The Gator Bowl is played in TIAA Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Jaguar Stadium. Shad Khan is pushing them to take uh, his his alma mater, Illinois. Uh, or the other candidate is Marshall playing a second bowl game, which is really really I, funny. I saw Coastal Carolina as well was mentioned as a, uh, oh, as really? a team that could play a second a second bowl game. And Jamie Chadwell said essentially like, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> it would be kind of weird to do that, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, just let Illinois play. I guess I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, it sucks to see just a billionaire try to buy his alma mater into a bowl game. <laughs> that clearly does not deserve it. Yeah, like the idea of subbing in Illinois for A and M is very very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah so (laughs) i don't know doing this that's troubling to to think about because you'd be doing this like nine days before the game i don't know what that would look like for illinois i i I mean to try and prepare for a you know a double digit win team on like eight game or eight days notice i mean patrick you could give them 90 days they're not going to win this no but like like they don't get the (laughs) they don't get the full bowl practices like what you you know the usual benefit of getting bowl practices i'd assume you would allow them to continue practicing after the game like for bowl practice maybe but like that would be very it's hard for me. To, I think to some teams that. that play early games do that, right? Yeah. Like some, if you play an early bowl game, you're allowed to keep practicing I think, afterwards. I think so. Is... It's 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 hard for me to picture that because like I almost wonder if Illinois players are like home right now, and you would have to call them back and be like, "We got to go play in the fucking Gator Bowl. Everybody, get back here. We got to go play in the Gator Bowl." Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, I did see some program. I think it was Pitt, maybe. Uh, I think yeah, it's definitely Pitt. Uh, is like letting all of their players go home for Christmas, which is nice on one hand, but also, buddy, you play like in a <laughs> you play in a NY six bowl like three days later. You might want to be careful about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone. Yeah, is we'll take, see. I'm sure it'll go. I'm every, sure it'll go fine. Everyone is taking the Peach Bowl very seriously. Do not worry about how seriously everyone is taking the Peach Bowl. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Uh, uh, Washington. What's our second game here? We got we uh, Wazoo Miami noon on CBS the Sun Bowl. Like one of the three games that is not on. Uh, not on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, who cares? This is. I, I think Washington State's probably going to win pretty comfortably because Miami is without its coach. Uh, I do think right. Miami is is headed down a, a good path moving forward, but 
Washington State has a coach and has its full-time coach. And um, I would assume that this is going to be a pretty comfortable Washington State win because I just don't know what Miami really has to play for here. I would assume that there's a decent chunk of the team opting out or in the portal. Um, and so I just... It's going to be so funny whenever Miami's billionaire benefactors give each uh, new recruit uh, uh, $50,000, the Rock NFT. I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else on this game. I, I don't I don't think you should yeah, watch we're this good. one. Yeah, we're good. Uh, last one on the on the 31st before the playoff, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but as a separate thing, uh, Central Michigan versus Boise State, 2 p.m. in the Arizona Bowl. Um, it's impossible to watch this one because it's not on TV anywhere. It's it's uh, you can't watch this one. So I hope you didn't want to. Uh, but I do <laughs> you have to go to Arizona to watch this game. Yeah, which uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> not not the worst place to go right now, I guess. Uh, I do think that this is an interesting like football game purely as a as a schematic thing. Central Michigan's offense is really creative and, and fun to watch. I really like what they do with Khalil mm-hmm. Templeton. I like what they do with Lou Nichols, and I'm interested to see how Andy Avalos handles that. He's, I think, a good defensive mind. Boise State's defense has been good in the back half of the season. Um, I think it's 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 unfortunately unfortunate that you literally cannot watch this one on your television because I, I think it's one of the better bowl games of the second bunch here and i would assume both teams are going to have most of their players um and uh you just you can't watch it which is which is too bad yeah uh it's a shame we'll never be able to watch this or hear about it it's just nothing to be done about it yep uh saturday january 1st penn state arkansas the good day it's the the good good one it's the good day penn state arkansas noon espn2 in the outback bowl um, I think Arkansas is going to beat ass here. I think Arkansas is going to really beat the hell out of Penn State because this Penn State team, I'm going to tell you, is not good. This is a bad Penn State team. Uh, yeah, and also I think all their good players are sitting out. They've had like five opt-outs already. Yeah, so Except for Sean Let me tell you, buddy. Some of those guys are not going to be playing. They're not getting drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL. <laughs> oh, it's a good they have like they have, they have like fifth rounders sitting out for this game, which yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, like guys who kind of started one or two games were like, "Yeah, sorry, I can't, can't make it for this one." Uh, <laughs> I think they just looked at Arkansas's film and saw them just mash ass against yeah. SEC teams. They were like, Ooh, hmm, mm. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you've got, brother, we you... couldn't win a physical battle against those guys from Ohio State. I, I don't think we want to play Arkansas. Yeah, brother, you've got Haskell Garrett quality players sitting out. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Haskell Garrett, friend of the podcast. Is that so? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he does. I, against all odds, somehow, despite my years of slander against this Ohio State defense, still follows me on Twitter. Oh my god! Very funny. Wow, what a piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I think Arkansas is going to beat the hell out of Penn State here. I don't think this is going to be terribly competitive. I think that's cool. Although, I, I mean, Arkansas's good players are mostly sitting out. Sure. Uh, everyone except Katie Jefferson is going to sit out, right? That sounds right. Man, this sucks. <laughs> this, this sucks. <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, uh, one o'clock for the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I'm of two minds here because one, all of Notre Dame's good players are staying out. Mm-hmm. But two, the only thing that made Oklahoma State good was their defense. Their defensive coordinator's not coaching here. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't really know what to expect. I guess it's going to be like a terrible rock fight. Someone's going to win 21 to 17 Yeah. or no one plays defense. And the score somehow is like, you know, 53 to, to 49. I would guess Notre Dame wins just because I think it's more talented. 
Um, and there's well, Kyle Williams isn't playing, right? So who's going to score? I still think it's more talented. I do not. I mean, we we've talked about this Oklahoma State roster a little bit. I don't I don't see it with these guys, especially if Jim Knowles is not calling the show on defense. I I think right. that uh, I think that that you know Carriage is turning back into a pumpkin without him without him at the command. They uh they should make Spencer Sanders the all time QB for the scam just for fun. I agree, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I I think that funny enough somehow Notre Dame has had less staff turnover than Oklahoma State has this offseason <laughs> here's a fun game to play so the first three games on new year's day are penn state arkansas oklahoma state Notre Dame, and our next one is iowa versus kentucky what is the combined total of these three games does it hit 100 i don't think so i think there's a chance all three of these games combined go under 100 points yeah i mean because I, I don't think iowa kentucky is going to have any points i think they're going to call it at zero zero <laughs> that's gonna end two nothing yeah uh, with the two-point conversion over time someone's gonna finally just fall down and they'll score mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I mean these are these are really not good football games <laughs> <laughs> I, iowa kentucky might be the best of this bunch which is just miserable um at least the defenses here are kind of fun to watch it'd be more fun to watch them against a competent offense but um, I, I think uh, I, I can't believe the man known as Dane Brugler, who I usually like, has Kentucky's quarterback Will Levis, the top seven quarterback in the draft. Will Levis is coming back, I believe, as well. So, so our man Dane Brugler is really <laughs> fucking up the bag here. He didn't have to say that. <laughs> just keep that one in, man. It's not true. It's just not true either. <laughs> Will Levis is going to play fullback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Um, yeah, I have. I mean. I think Kentucky wins. I think Kentucky is a better football team just in general. Iowa has been really bad for the last like month. Will Levis is a long snapper in the NFL, dude. Yeah, get his ass. Tell get 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 his ass. <laughs> Kill him. Get him. Um, but I don't want to talk about this game. Can we just go on to the next one? Sure. Utah, Ohio State, five p.m. ESPN in the Rose Bowl. I will be uh, in the press box for this one. I think Ohio State is going to get its ass kicked because Utah can run the football and will do so happily, and that seems to be an issue for Ohio State. Dude, there was a, there's a very funny thread going on the boards uh, that I'm enjoying a lot where it's talking about Ohio State's bowl prep. Hang on, I have to get the exact language pulled up because it was basically some guy saying, oh, here it is, recipe for success this game. Score all the time. <laughs> Strap stress Utah's offense out and force them to play a style they don't want to play. Mm-hmm. That's been OSU's recipe for success all year. Mm-hmm. That's so true, dude. Ohio- if you just score every time, I think you'll be fine. Ohio State's recipe for success this season has been playing well on offense and defense. <laughs> cool. Literally the phrase, just score every time. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Um, oh, man. It I- also came in a note where our, our friend and you know dear partner, Ken Stickney, uh, reported that Ohio State's talking to uh, to Brady Hoke for advice on this game, mm-hmm. and they're expecting to install a three three five before the bowl, uh, <laughs> as well as as well as running CJ Stroud a fair bit, uh-huh. uh, which is just a really funny bit to I, post. I think dude, this guy is hilarious. I love the idea. I like. I know this is not true, <laughs> but I love the idea of Ryan Day looking at this game and saying, "All right, it's time to kill CJ Stroud." <laughs> He needs to run. We need to make him run in this one. He's like, okay, the first half of my plan is complete. I've successfully alienated and lost the number one quarterback in the country. Now it's time to take this guy and just run him into JT Barrett mode. 
<laughs> oh um, my god uh, ryan day completing his transformation he's he's, <laughs> he's emerging a new ryan day's like ryan day's chin somehow starts withdrawing during the game you see him sort of get the urban meyer jaw effect yes. going on yeah, yeah. you're like what's happening why is ryan day molting mid-game ryan day uh, <laughs> collapsing urban meyer style after ohio state hits a field goal in the fourth quarter to make it a three-score game just like I am uh, mumbling in the post-game press conference about his cyst and about, uh-huh. you know, uh, <laughs> how he's going to take time with his family. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this, I don't know, dude. This is going to be this a bloodbath. This is going to be a bloodbath because Utah really, really wants to win the, win the Rose Bowl and Ohio State can't stop the run or block. Hold on. Are- I agree that it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't know which way it's going to be a bloodbath because this is a game state game. Like if it's a close game, yeah, Utah is going to like the first half. Utah is going to run over Ohio State the second half because Ohio State cannot play in close games. And yeah. Is a mentally weak and physically weak football team. Um, so yeah, I agree. If this game is like near tied at half, Utah's just gonna run away with it and yeah. end up winning like you know 37 to 20. Uh on the other hand, uh Utah also uh their defense is pretty average. <laughs> I don't think they defend like the pass very well. I mean, they're like uh decent enough at it, but they don't really play many passing teams in their schedule, uh, with the way BYU's personnel look this year. So I think you'll probably just see uh, I mean, if Ohio State could just also come out and throw for four touchdowns out of the first four drives, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, and in which case, Utah won't be competitive because they cannot play from behind. Well, so the the great news. It, for, either way, this game will not finish close. The good news for Utah on that front is that Ohio State's not going to have its two uh, top receivers. So I don't. I, <laughs> I'm not yeah, as worried that, about. I mean, it of like, course, they're struggling for talent behind those guys. No, I mean, I'm just like. It, it is still yeah. there without the two guys who they used to do that exact game plan all season. For sure, but I mean, I, I just don't think that, like, I don't know. I, I basically don't think Ohio State's ever going to lose a game because of receiver performance. No, uh, but I, 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 I do think that it would it would be, it, it, it's diff, it's more difficult to see that just coming out of the gates and blowing the hell out of a team just, just you know, with Julian Fleming as your top receiver in, in 2021. For sure. Maybe in 2022 that will be more realistic, but he's not Chris Olave and he's not Garrett Wilson and, and neither is, is Emeka Ibuka at this point. And it just... I don't think you can do quite the same thing without those guys, um, especially with CJ Stroud as your quarterback, who is a system quarterback. Um, well, the good news is I am just absolutely not going to watch this football game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will be, <laughs> I will be in Buenos Aires, Argentina. <laughs> uh, and there is no chance I'm going to be like pulled away from whatever bar I'm at. Uh, and you know, a beautiful warm climate mm-hmm. to watch Ohio state just make me miserable for four hours. I'm no, gonna, thank you. I will, I will simply opt out. I'm going to clip you saying that and I'm going to post it, uh, at, <laughs> at about eight thirty PM on January 1st, uh, as a quote tweet to a post of you saying that you're going, to kill Ryan Day with a gun. <laughs> oh man! I, what else do I have to say about this guy, dude? It's it's being reported that by some people that he's considering uh, letting Matt Barnes walk and keeping Parker Fleming on staff. Uh, <laughs> if that fucking happens, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do, dude. I'm gonna. I'm going to do some things that uh, have been illegal in Argentina for many years. That's uh-huh. what I'll say. It's being reported in many places <laughs> that Ryan Day is a bisexual woman with BPD. He's neurodivergent and he's a minor. And you have to treat him nicely because of that. Uh, Ryan Day is like uh, traveling to the Rose Bowl and he's doing that tweet that woman had about all of the protective gear she's wearing in the flight. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, first mask. He's like, uh, wearing my NFP5 taped to my face. Second mask to show my opinions. Uh-huh. Uh, wearing a visor. I'm wearing... <laughs> the, 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 the second mask to show his opinion and just says fuck Quinn yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, this guy's a bad football coach, dude. It's it sucks. It just is what it is. But if he really, oh my god, I mean, 
if he runs it back in 2022 with four defensive assistants and now it's just three of them, you have three guys covering the front seven and then carry combs mm-hmm. uh, for, your, <laughs> for, your, for your coverage schemes. If that's really his plan, I think he should be fired into the sun immediately. Mm-hmm. I think he should, uh, be- he should be. He should be hogtied and let out of the state of Ohio, like from horseback, the way they did to uh, to uh, uh, the guys that body and Troy. You mm-hmm. know that scene I'm talking about? You ever watch the movie Troy? Uh, no, but I'll, t- I'll agree with you nonetheless. <laughs> enough is enough. I've had it with this guy. <laughs> Ryan Day is doing the tweet of uh, what do male coach friends even talk about? What do they even do? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Ryan Day is like... Um, doing a viral tweet where it's just like uh oh i hate when my crush gets covid with like the sat like the big welled up eyes emoji mm-hmm. uh and he's somehow getting thirty seven thousand retweets and uh he's doing a tiktok dance of like near his near his sick grandma or something yeah okay uh baylor old miss eight forty five p.m espn in the sugar bowl uh, this was one that I was kind of interested in coming into the bowl season. I'm still kind of interested in it. It seems like Matt Corral is going to play from what I have gathered, and Baylor, I don't imagine, is going to have any opt-outs. So this is kind of quietly one of the better ones of this uh, of this, this back half and of the bowl season. I think this is still going to be pretty Who, who would possibly opt out for Baylor, too? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who that big guy is for Baylor. It's like, I, I don't need to play in this one. Like, no, brother, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean baylor's just a well-coached football like I, I think i don't know i mean i could <laughs> i really don't know what's gonna happen this game at all i have no feel for it at all i yeah. think baylor probably wins just because they like you said they don't lose anybody um i think Ole miss like <laughs> is a team that like loves to be flashy but hates to play in a real game with stakes uh and i guess if you want to call it in my six bowl a game with stakes i understand it sure. so um yeah i got baylor i got baylor and by the way shout out to ron roberts uh, a slept on king yes sir uh uh who is baylor's dc and aranda gets all the credit but uh ron roberts is the guy who hired aranda in the first place at college ranks i believe yes and so if, if, shout you to can, him. if you can successfully work with dave aranda defensively you are a, <laughs> you, you are a saint you like he's a very good defensive coach but from all accounts he is a, a menace and a freak to work with and and so good for well yeah i don't think it's even Ron that Roberts. he's like an asshole either it's just that he's so neurotic that yeah he, like, he's makes a crazy person like I, it's it, I, I don't think he's an asshole i don't think he's a bad guy i think he's a crazy person <laughs> I, I legitimately mm-hmm. i think he's a crazy person and so it's just not easy to work with him and so yeah def- definitely we love ron roberts here um january 4th last of the bowl games and we're going to talk playoff lsu kansas state 9 p.m espn texas bowl don't watch this don't think about it doesn't matter we don't we don't need to talk about it beyond that uh, yep, we're good. All nice. right, so on to the playoff. We've got Cincinnati versus Alabama, 3.30 ESPN, Cotton Bowl. There are reports that Nick Saban's going to be tapping out before this game starts. Mm-hmm. I think people are saying that he is looking at his roster, um, looking at Luke Fickle, mm-hmm. and realizing he just doesn't, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's, he can't hack it. He's doing um, the Andre the Giant gif. He's... <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, unironically, I think I've talked myself into believing Cincinnati's going to win. Yes, correct. They're going to win. Cincinnati's going to win. I think they're going to win. I don't, I don't think, like... I don't know what to tell you, people. Just, Cincinnati's going to win. Yeah, I mean... I'm not what, kidding. What's going to happen? <laughs> Jamison Williams is going to perform in a playoff game? Come on. Jamison Williams is going to beat, like, Ahmad Gardner or Kobe Bryant? You can't move him onto the nope. other one. They're both good. You can't just do the yep. Georgia thing where it's like, oh, well, we got to find Darian Kendrick. They don't have one of those. They have good corners. Right. 
<laughs> they have good corners and they don't blow coverages by like forgetting to put a deep safety back all the time. Like yeah. Cincinnati knows how to cover. They play defense. Yeah. Luke Fickle is Kirby Smart if Kirby Smart was like good at coaching. I don't I like Cincinnati is good Georgia. <laughs> Kirby Smart is built like the character Kirby from Nintendo. Also, it is Luke that. Fickle is the heavyweight champ. <laughs> Luke Fickle is the heavyweight champ. Luke Fickle will physically intimidate Nick Saban into infecting all of his players with the coronavirus. Um, earnestly as a football game, Cincinnati will win. Cincinnati's going to win this football game. Alabama can't beat them deep, and it can't fucking move the football. The only way it can score is with big plays, and they can't do that here. I really think that's probably true. I, I know we sound crazy in the podcast. I really believe this. I, like, I actually think with all the other guys they have out, like you're telling me, like, okay, let's say that. If, if Cincinnati can take away Jameson Williams successfully, which I am using it, like, to be fair, that is a, that is a pretty large assumption. I yeah. think they're capable of it, but I understand that is not a given. Um, if that actually does happen, I'm sorry. They are not winning a game by going to like Slade Bolden and Brian Robinson. That's just not going to happen. They don't even have, you John are not Mechie. winning a game. <laughs> What'd you say? They don't even yeah, they have, don't have John, John Mechie. Yeah. And it's, it's not right. like, aren't Cincinnati... they missing like three it's, it's, defensive starters too? I think so. It's not like Cincinnati can't handle a tight end either. Like Jaleel Billingsley is not that guy. He is not that guy. And he's played like half the year. He's yeah. not impressive. Yeah. And and it's just. He also follows me, by the way. He DM'd me. Like, uh, I don't know if it's, I think I told this in the podcast before, but he DM'd me like a year and a half ago with a, uh, <laughs> like a PayPal scam, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> I messaged him back. I was like, hey, dude, I think your account got hacked. And he's like, no, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> let's go. I was like let's go dude uh yeah but he was trying to send me a paypal scan that was pretty funny it was yeah. venmo one of the two i don't remember but very funny either way um no no yeah. it's not a scam it's it's real <laughs> oh man oh man alabama's um, own little nigerian prince <laughs> love uh yeah i mean Al- now here, here's the other thing i want to say though Cincinnati's O-line uh, has to hold up in this game. Yeah. Like, I think Cincinnati's defense can, can do enough to win. The question is, can you stop Will Anderson from getting the quarterback and wrecking your day? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah. we're going to find out, right? <laughs> I, I, My guess for offensive game plan here is that Cincinnati is going to read Will Anderson pretty much every single play. I, I think that, that right. it is going to be a largely Will Anderson-based offensive game plan of how do we just get around this guy? Like, I think we've seen NFL teams have some success with this against, I, I watch every Browns game, so I've, I'm familiar with, like, they just throw behind Miles Garrett because he's in the backfield and they just throw screens at him uh, and he can't do anything about it. And, right. like, I think that Cincinnati might just do that. Cincinnati might just key on Will Anderson and say, okay, well, we're just going to go wherever he isn't. We're going to read him on options all the time. We're going to throw screens right behind him. And then when we're trying to pass, we're going to just go away from him as best we possibly can to try and avoid. I, I assume they're going to try to make two oh two oh and uh, the linebackers. What Harris is his name? It's Harris. Uh, right. I assume they're going to try to make those two guys cover Jerome Ford, which yeah. I'll tell you, they cannot do that. They those guys cannot that. stay with Jerome Ford in the open field. Yeah. And, and I think that like, just like one or two big Jerome Ford runs and, and Cincinnati's defense is good enough to, to, you know, make that work. You know, you, you I think, I think 24 points is enough for Cincinnati because Alabama can't run on this defense. They can't do it. And I don't think there's going to be the big plays for it. I think if Cincinnati can get two big touchdowns, maybe a defensive stop deep in Alabama <laughs> territory or, or a turnover or something, I think 24 I, does it. I am scared about how good that Alabama O-line looked against Georgia. That was pretty shocking to see because they've been pretty bad all year. I don't know, though, because uh, I, I think that the larger sample size makes me think that that was more of a fluke than it was, you know, a future. I agree, but when a, a fluke in an SEC title game is something you have to take. You have to kind of take notice of, right? Yeah. Like, 
I mean, Ohio State beating Wisconsin 59-0 in 2014 was a fluke for that team. But then, like, you know, when it happens that late in the year, that kind of opponent, it's probably, like, something you should, you should be wary of. Yeah. So that is what I, I – if, if Alabama is able to run the ball downhill, then I think it doesn't matter what happens with JMO. But, I, man, since I had he's too good of a team, let that happen, right? I just can't yeah. see it. Is it uh, is it crazy to think – and, and I, maybe it is – Without Adam Anderson, who Georgia has been without for the back half of the season, Cincinnati has better true pass rushers than Georgia does, like better edge rushers. I don't think that's crazy. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, I think my the, Jay Sanders Adam Anderson is, was Georgia's pass rush. Yeah, I think my part. Jay Sanders is better than anything Georgia has, like on the on the edge, coming off the edge, rushing the passer. Maybe not as an overall defensive lineman, but you know, Georgia was not exactly a team that can get a ton of pressure just from bringing three or four. Whereas Cincinnati, that's where its pressure comes from largely. Like we saw it in the second half of the Houston game, they were just killing them with four and five, and I don't know how well Alabama can handle that outside of like the Georgia game is the one good example of this offensive line all season. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to watch it. I think too we have to talk about mindset a little bit here. Like, does Cincinnati show up the way they did against Notre Dame? Because they were talking shit, they felt boisterous, they were not scared of Notre Dame at all on their yeah. home field. But Notre Dame is not Alabama, right? Notre Dame athletes are not Alabama athletes. Alabama has a different mystique from any other team in the sport. Does Cincy show up and feel like they can play with the big boys? That's going to be fascinating to watch. I want to see it. I mean, uh, because like if you get if like it'll the way this game works is just if you if they fall down two scores early, they're not going to win. Yeah. Like you just the teams they're not built that way to come back against Bama. Yeah. No one is. Um, so if they come out firing early and feel confident and aren't making stupid mistakes and shooting themselves to the foot, they can absolutely hang with Alabama. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah. If, I mean, also, like, if this is tied at the half, Cincinnati's going to win. If this is, like, 14-14 going into the Let's break, go, Cincinnati's dude. going to win the football game. And I just, I think that's a distinct possibility. I think that's absolutely I am flying back from Buenos Aires, and I'm carrying Luke Fickle to Columbus on a golden pound <laughs> with myself. Uh, <laughs> and we are kicking Ryan Day out of his office. <laughs> Dude, I am going to, I'm going to be arrested for the things that I say if Cincinnati in like the third quarter of this game, you know, it comes into the third quarter, 14-14, Alabama gets the, the ball first, and then we get like an Ahmad Gardner, an Ahmad Gardner pick six, and then... Alabama oh my three god! And Jerome Ford touchdown, like big touchdown run, twenty eight fourteen with like eleven minutes to go in the third quarter. I'm going to say some shit that will get me killed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going crazy. Yeah, dude, we're going absolutely nuts. Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for. I want it bad, and then yeah. I want them to avenge themselves against Georgia and uh, watch like Georgia fans the way they will handle it if they lose Cincinnati in a national title game. They will not be able to handle that, dude. You will see an an end mass <laughs> like mass spooku in Georgia if that happens. These people cannot deal with that. Oh my god, I need it. I need it so bad. Um, I, uh, I I'll, speaking I'll, of yeah, speaking should, should of, we pivot to Georgia? Sure. Uh, yeah, Georgia, Cincinnati's Michigan. Cincinnati's going to win the football game. I, I uh, that's you, right. Cincinnati's going to win. And summarily, game. as well as I just want to point out here, I am equally as confident that Georgia is going to win this football game. Okay. Uh, the things that Michigan wants to do is what Georgia's built to stop. Michigan wants to run the ball up the middle all day. Uh, they cannot do that against Georgia. It's not going to happen. Yeah. This this Michigan team is not built to handle Georgia's, Georgia's D-line. I just don't see it at all. Yeah, I, I am really curious to see how the Michigan approach 
uh, goes go you know goes against an SEC team against a team that has those bodies up front that you just don't see in the Big Ten. Um, like not as the you know the memo the Big Ten doesn't have defensive linemen like it, it, they do but not tackles they don't have tackles like like Georgia does. Um, right and, and I think that that is something to contend with even for a really really strong Michigan offensive line it's just a different it's a different beast it's not even necessarily better or worse in terms of sheer quality it's just different in a way that I don't know if Michigan can handle because um, I don't know if this line is built to do that in the same way that like Alabama's is which is why I, I, I do think that like there's something to be said for having really quick edge rushers against these teams against somebody like Georgia or Alabama which Michigan has but I, I just and Cincinnati has I just don't think it's gonna be enough in Michigan's case because there's not as much offensively for Michigan and there's not as much talent in the back end on this Michigan defense to take away you know things like if George Pickens is, is eligible to play, which we don't know right now because of his, uh, I think he tested positive for COVID, but um, I don't know if Michigan has quite the mm. same juice and it's sort of a similar physical matchup as, as Cincinnati and Michigan or Cincinnati and Alabama, but Michigan is without Desmond Ritter. It's without Kobe Bryant or Sauce Gardner. It is without those guys. And so you're just going to watch them run into a brick wall for three hours. Right. Yeah, I mean, Michigan is uh, a great team who came together for a fantastic season. You have to respect that, but I just don't think it's going to be... Um, and I'm, I am setting myself up here for some just absolutely vicious dunking from the bucket problem, boys, if yeah. I'm wrong here. Sure. Here, but I just don't think they're going to be uh, they're gonna be that competitive in this game. Aiden Hutchinson's a great player. Um, Mich- or, yeah, Georgia does seem to have an offensive line coach who is not brain dead uh, and will understand how to run protections against him instead of let me have my uh, dumbest, slowest player just line up uh, and fall on his ass against mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I think they'll try a different game plan besides that. Uh, they'll something probably try to run about. at him, I assume. Yeah. Would you say? <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Um, I think we can all agree that uh, you know, Michigan's a sad little sad sack program who's just jumped up beyond their station. They're due to get put back into it uh, during this game. I think that uh, Georgia's going to handle them. I think that Hassan Haskins will average like 2.6 yards per carry. Um, yeah, look, this is a, uh, you know, Michigan's a can't hack it, panty waste and wear your mama's bra. I'm going to paint the path here for Michigan to win this game just for the sake of it. There's no path for Alabama. Not interested. Uh, there's no path for Alabama to beat Cincinnati. So I'm not going to paint that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that path, but um Michigan I think that the 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 path here is that Georgia's offense is is fundamentally just not very good uh which I I might be true um seems like it kind of is true like Stetson Bennett is is not terribly frightening as a quarterback and if George Pickens can't play I don't really know what Georgia has here beyond like some really big tight ends which is not a huge worry for me if I'm Michigan because of what Michigan is and I don't know if Georgia can score a whole lot and I think Michigan's better at close games than Georgia is just because Georgia hasn't seen a whole lot of them. Um, and, and I think that that's the path is that it's a one score game or is tied in the fourth quarter. And Michigan is just not Georgia, <laughs> you know, like as a football program, as a, as a spiritual thing that Georgia can't get over is that, you know, it's a close game. It's a close game with stakes, like very real stakes. And I don't know how Georgia handles that. Whereas what does Michigan have to lose here? I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing with Cincinnati and Alabama. What do you have to? They're going to take Fielding Yost's dumb little doornail they hang on that wall. Uh, Georgia's going to drive up to Ann Arbor and take it after the game. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's the path if you're if you're Michigan is that it, you know it's a close game in the fourth quarter because Georgia offense couldn't pull away and maybe you break a big one or two with with somebody like Blake Corum running 
you know, manages to get past the Georgia front and then Georgia's secondary just isn't ready for it, um, which is a tall task, certainly. But I, I think that, that if Michigan's winning this one, it's extremely low scoring and they're doing it very late. I don't see a, a blowout as any sort of possibility really in either direction, but I think that a Georgia win is a lot more like a, a 24 to 10, whereas a Michigan win is like 10 to 6. It's It's really low scoring. I need Georgia to win this game for like my psychic well-being. Like if this ends up in a Cincinnati, Michigan national championship, <laughs> the amount of angst I will feel is just far, far too extreme. Um, can't let that kind of thing happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not a possibility. I need Michigan to lose like you know thirty-eight to Dude, nothing or something. If they the, can lose like by more than thirty-one to nothing, that would be awesome for me. That would be really cool and helpful. What are we? What could? What? What? What can the the flipping the field heads reasonably expect from you if, in a two-day span, you watch Michigan and Cincinnati punch their tickets to the national championship game in Indianapolis, and then the next day Ohio State gets shit housed by Utah in the Rose Bowl? I am simply going to be drinking large large quantities of argentinian wine mm-hmm. uh and i'll be deleting my twitter account so <laughs> i <laughs> uh i'm gonna take that 90 day visa and extend it to uh, i'll just be staying down there i think mm-hmm. i'll just be you're just gonna immigrate uh, <laughs> to argentina yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think there's i think you'll see me uh you know start posting about laboca Jr. as being a big laboca Jr. fan mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll be my new brand uh, i'll pretend i like soccer uh mm-hmm. yeah that, that's what will have to happen all right um ryan let's get out of here uh you can find ryan on twitter for now please get get the getting while it's hot here because you're not going to be able to see it for much longer uh he's at b1g underscore ryan i'm at patrick underscore mayhorn the show is at field flipping uh if you like the show please tell a friend uh just just the one you don't need to tell any more than that but uh, and hey remember by the way if you listen to the show this year you do have to send us a christmas present yeah you owe us one yeah i mean come on and and we don't <laughs> care that this episode's going up after christmas you can do it in retrospect uh as an apology and, and make sure Sure, maybe it gets extra. I will good. send you Patrick's address if you want to send him one. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell them my address. <laughs> Patrick's going to become an Amazon wish list girl mm-hmm. uh, instead of us having a Patreon for the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's going <laughs> to. He's gonna have... I'll stop there. I'll stop there. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, you know, I'm going to get a, a big envelope of anthrax for saying that Cincinnati is going to beat out Um Anyway, uh, we will see you guys uh, next as we as we as this up uh, uploads on the what 27th. I don't know. You're you're you know what day it is if you're listening to this. We will see you guys next week <laughs> for a recap of the playoff and for. A look ahead at the uh, the Cincinnati Michigan All Midwest National Championship game. As Ryan will do it, it'll, it's going to be a little bit hard to understand him because he's going to do it with a gun in his mouth. But we are going to get through it. <laughs> All right, I'm getting out of here. Bye, guys. <laughs>